From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Day at work, tired, exhausted, wondering if I can in fact get in the holiday spirit coming up for this weekend. Walk into the studio here, lo and behold, I'm in it. Hell yes, Mr. Rob Roop, thank you very much. It's me, Mike. Mike Davidson Lives is the name of the podcast. Glad you can join me. Glad you downloaded. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy 2024 to you and yours. Uh, as we hang out for the next half hour, last podcast before um, uh, before Christmas, and usually this drops Thursday. It's dropping Friday because I wanted to stagger it. I did not want to do a new episode for Christmas morning. That, in fact, will drop the day after Christmas. But yeah, I'm, I'm in a better mood now because I came in, uh, and, and the layout of the studio, I've got everything on this long table. And when I walked in, I noticed, well, there's a few things that normally are on the top shelf in the closet, right? Open up the closet, and there are some wrapped gifts up there for some people. Not going to say who, uh, but they're there. And uh, the spinning wheel that we were looking for all this week, this was kind of a source, uh, kind of a source of um, minor stress for me because my wife wanted me to put this together. The spinning wheels for my son Logan. He loves things that spin fascinated with it he's two years old uh and so this earlier this week she's like i want you to put this together and so i remember putting it up in the closet like maybe a month or two ago walked up in here it wasn't there and i'm like oh my god did i not do it did i put it somewhere else stressing the f out about it uh and then i finally get a text from my wife saying oh yeah i forgot i, I brought it over to my mom's house it's over here and i was like oh thank god um but but uh yeah, she, she had that over there, but uh, she bailed me out on something else, which was the uh, the uh, missing ornaments. We have found them, and they were up in the attic. They were under a lid that I probably tossed aside looking for something else. She found them. It was one of those hiding in plain sight things, and, and uh, so this Saturday we're going to decorate the tree finally. We've had it up uh, naked with the exception of uh, the lights, and uh, we're good to go. Christmas looks like it's going to be a-okay. It's not going to be a white Christmas, by the way. It's because uh, we're we're expecting like 50-degree weather and uh, rain. So it's going to be a big old muddy Christmas, although it does look like for New Year's Eve weekend, it's going to be a little bit on the chilly side. But And I was also in a better mood today because I, I was a little down in the dumps at work. And I'm not gonna, I'm not going to bore you with the details of that. Um, but, uh, I, I go out to my car for lunch and I look at my phone and I get, notice I got a message from, uh, uh, Chris Scala, uh, who's, uh, on air handle at Z92.5 was Chris Stevens down in, uh, good old Kokomo, Indiana, US of A. And he's like, Hey man, uh, you still live in Fort Wayne, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, okay, do you live in this part of town? And I was like, yeah, why? And it turns out. He, uh, basically, we've he, he's seen me, and that that's that's pretty cool. Uh, and and I'll talk more about that later. But it it hopefully uh, we're we're going to get together and, and reminisce about some stuff. But it's just it's good to hear from old friends, and uh, and I hope to God he and his wife are doing a okay. I uh, know they I think they have a daughter now. You know, it, the last time I saw him, God Almighty, was it twenty? 2015 2015 so it's been uh damn a uh, little over eight years 
Okay, so that's good. What's bad? R.I.P. Eric Montross, uh, former Indianapolis High School standout, uh, part of a North Carolina championship team, had had a great uh, run in the NBA. He uh, died to, uh, this week at the age of 52. Uh, and uh, down in Indy, he, uh, he was a standout at Lawrence North, I believe. But th this is just like off the heels of uh, George McGinnis, another local Indiana basketball legend passing away. It's just kind of a sad, sad week if you're a Hoops fan. But, yeah, he was uh, part of that North Carolina team that uh, beat Michigan in the final game. That was the one where uh, uh, Chris Weber called the Phantom for uh, fourth time out in the half, and that was a big violation. And, yeah, that uh, that pretty much sealed the deal for North Carolina. But uh, Montross was a big uh, part of that. And uh, condolences to his family. Uh, now, some people just have long lives. Um, and uh, Dick Van Dyke is one of those people, by the way. He's 98 years old. Um, God help me. If, if, if I can live to be 98 and still have my mental uh, faculties about me and still able to do stuff on my own, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I wouldn't want to be 98 and um, basically in bed. You know what I mean? But uh, Dick Van Dyke is is still spry at his age. And CBS, I think earlier this evening, uh, Thursday night, uh, just ran a special in his honor with a bunch of celebrities. And by celebrities, I mean Jason Alexander, Jane Seymour, Tony Danza. Um, just whoever they can get their hands on, right? Uh, honoring Dick Van Dyke. 98 is kind of a weird age to... Um, it's not round and even like 100, but I think this is just a hard lesson that they learned with the passing of Betty White. I mean, she died just two weeks before she turned 100, and so I don't think uh, CBS was taking any chances whatsoever. It's like, he's here, let's let's get him out there, and let's celebrate his life, damn it. That's that's what they did. That's what they did tonight on CBS. Okay, now, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about this Trump thing uh, in Colorado, uh, they they used some insurrection clause, the Colorado Supreme Court, to keep his name off the ballot for the upcoming 2024 election if he does, in fact, win the GOP nomination. And it's looking like he will be uh, the go-to guy again for the GOP. Um, and, look, I'm not the world's biggest Trump fan. I've got some problems with him. I mean, you know, he said that uh, religious test uh, for immigrants, like, you know... A, a, almost implying a state religion not too long ago. And it's, I'm like, that's that's not how that works. But you know what else doesn't work? Uh, keeping somebody's name off the ballot uh, who has not been convicted of a crime, right? Uh, and as far as I know, Trump has not been convicted of insurrection. He's not in prison. There's been no federal charges that I'm aware of that have been filed against him. A lot of it is state lawsuits against him at this moment in terms of ballots. And this is a federal thing, you know, with uh, what happened January 6th. And this is thousands, D.C.'s thousands of miles away from Colorado. Um, I I don't see how it's constitutional. And if it's upheld, like, like I said, not a Trump guy, but if they do that with him, they're going to do it with other guys and gals that uh, don't meet the criteria of whatever. Uh, so not a big guy, not a big fan of this, this at, at all. Look, I mean, if if he is the nominee, you know, either people are going to vote for him or not. And he lost Colorado, as I recall, back in 2020. So I have no idea 
why they're so concerned about this now. But who knows, right? Uh, this does bear watching. Okay, so I got into a little bit of an argument on social media. That's always smart, right? About uh, Taylor Swift and the NFL. Uh, this this happens to be about uh, Al Michaels apparently not doing a playoff game for NBC this year. I mean, he's doing Amazon games now. God help him. Um, but there, it's been alleged that he does not get to do a playoff game for NBC because he said during the whole Taylor Swift hoopla, uh, I'd rather just focus on the games. As would most football commentators. They would rather just comment on the game, focus on the game. A lot of fans are in the same boat. And this fan's like, well, Al Michaels doesn't bring money. Uh, people don't tune in to see Al Michaels. They are, they're tuning in to see Taylor Swift, and she's creating new fans. I'm thinking to myself, how is that even possible? Because I mean, let's, let's just say it, it is true. That would be one game. That would be the Chiefs game. The Chiefs game that she is at watching Travis Kelsey. There's no way... A Taylor Swift fan in Atlanta or in Charlotte's going, hmm, Taylor Swift's watching a football game. Maybe I should check out this riveting Panthers-Falcons game that nobody attended uh, this past Sunday. They're, they're just, yeah. And, it, and it's not like these Taylor Swift fans don't have, you know, boyfriends or husbands or fathers or brothers that watch football anyway, right? I mean, they... They're, they're surrounded by this. It's not like a new idea. It's not like Taylor Swift created football. If anybody's going to tune in because of her, it's going to be for one game that's her watching the Chiefs. It does nothing for the other 15 games being played throughout that weekend. And I'll go even further on this. I mean, Taylor Swift, yes, she's very successful. She sells a lot of albums. She sells a lot of tickets. Top ticket seller uh, this past year for sure. I mean, I think she doubled Beyonce who did pretty damn well, by the way. Um, but whenever she's at the Grammys cleaning up with these awards or uh, uh, the MTV Video Music Awards, which, by the way, are no longer on MTV. They have to be on several different Viacom entities to get just a pulse of a rating. When she's on these award shows, getting these awards, these award shows... Still suck in terms of ratings. Not her fault. It's just that's how the award shows are. She can't fix that. Right? Okay? So, not even Taylor Swift fans, not enough of them anyway, say to themselves, man, I really want to sit through three hours of a pointless award show. You know, and I bet there's a lot of Taylor Swift fans that are like, well, you know, I'm not really into football. I'll just, you know go listen to her music in the other room while my husband's screaming at, you know, this game. That's my point. It's like, just because Taylor Swift likes something or is doing something or is at something doesn't mean the whole world is watching Taylor Swift do this thing. But some people think this, and it's a little insane. Okay? It's, it's very insane. By the way, speaking of insane, uh, you remember Jeffrey Epstein, the guy who totally didn't... Uh, get killed in prison by somebody else, right? Uh, it looks like here in the coming weeks, court documents could be unsealed in which 170 names are revealed. I don't know if this is the little black book, but uh, people involved with these cases, uh, in one case in particular, some of those names will be mentioned. I don't know what in context, but 
it could prove to be a very interesting start to 2024. And uh, and if it is, oh man, all sorts of people are going to be nervous here throughout the holidays. All right. So the the bigger story I wanted to talk about is the conviction of uh, Jonathan Majors on these abuse charges with his former girlfriend. I talked a little bit about it um, last podcast, and I said, look, and this was before the conviction. Even if he's not convicted, holy hell. The narcissism on this guy, uh, t- talking about how like he is an important person be- to his culture and all this stuff. You know, he's he he's been on an HBO show before the whole Kang thing, and 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 at this point, who hasn't been on an HBO show? I mean, you might be living next door to somebody right now who's been an extra on Euphoria. All right, um, the the thing is, is like this guy just had a, such an elevated opinion of himself. He was living in a different world, and the fact that he did what he did to his ex-girlfriend was nuts. Now, Disney, hours after the conviction, did fire him. He is no longer Kang. He is no longer involved in the MCU. This was the absolute right thing to do. Don't fire somebody until they've been convicted. Of course, they didn't do that with Johnny Depp. Some people might say, well, yeah, it's because Johnny Depp is white. It it might be one of those things where, like... uh, Disney did the right thing here, but maybe not for noble causes. This is something that they should have been doing from the word go. Um, you know, they, they stuck with him, although they booted Gina Carino from The Mandalorian for a post on social media. Yeah, I, I get that one too. Um, but what I found very interesting is like the, some of the Ezra Miller fans, you know, both of them uh, crying, well, you know... Marvel didn't fight. It, this has been so unfair because, you know, Marvel stuck with Jonathan Majors. I don't know if they really stuck with him. I just, I feel like they were in a stasis where they couldn't do anything with him. But they're like, well, Ezra Miller's not been convicted of anything, and he still had his career ruined or whatever. And it's just like Ezra Miller has been caught on camera uh, assaulting a fan. And so when you hear all these other charges about Ezra Miller, it wouldn't surprise you that this guy was capable of doing that. So I don't want to hear about what's unfair to Ezra. Um, But when you look at it, like Johnny Depp, you know, was never convicted of anything. And it turned out Amber Heard was more crazy than he is. And so there's some vindication on his part. Um, You know, that's the thing is like you cannot go around firing people unless there's a conviction. You know, and that's why it's gotten so crazy i mean that's why cult, cancel culture is a thing is it, it's you know people say well the, you know doing things saying things have consequences well he didn't do anything really johnny depp and he still lost his job john the majors did something and lost his job and deserves to lose his job and just all out creepy but <coughs> the main the one thing i want to get at here is the woman that was his girlfriend. You know, she was in a toxic relationship for months. And, uh, you know, this was the breaking point for her. And she didn't wait for me, too. She said, enough's enough, and went after him. And that's what you're supposed to do. And there were rumors about this guy's behavior. And I, and I covered this months ago on a podcast. And I just said, well, these are rumors. Don't know if they're true or not. But there, there were rumors about this guy's behavior for years and 
nobody did a damn thing in the entertainment industry. They're just like, well, he's gifted, he's talented, he's whatever. Marvel, Disney could have um, vetted him better instead of following love with his performances in uh, on the, the HBO show. They didn't. Um, which kind of shows that the whole Me Too thing is a load of shit in Hollywood so long as uh, the actor proves uh, proves to be a commodity. He's no longer a commodity because this fire shot right out of the kitchen. And it's, it's, it's sad to see this. It, but this also, again, shows you why you shouldn't put too much stock in glamorizing celebrities. Um, I don't know if it ever got to the point with uh, with uh, Jonathan Majors, but like I know that there was the 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 faux glow of Quantum Mania and like the red carpet events, and they're talking about how Jonathan Majors is next king. He is such a hot commodity. He was a red carpet item for that opening, and now he can't get a job to save his life, and he's probably looking at prison now. He only did it to himself. All right, so there's that. Um, this is very interesting. I, I saw this earlier today um, before coming up to do the podcast. Uh, D. Snyder is a gun control advocate, and he's all about, like, like he doesn't want any Republican to use his music at, at any campaign event. But if somebody wants to use his song, we're not going to take it for a, a gun control rally. He's all for it. He's like, yeah, you're, we're not going to take any more of this violence. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny that um, he's like that because in a recent interview, I think this was with uh, Blabbermouth, uh, which is a metal website. Uh, he's talking about Daniel Eck, the guy that runs Spotify. And he's talking about how he's not made any money from Spotify because, well, you know, everything's streamed and he, there's just no way to make a lot of money off of that. And now, you know, it's a lot of, you have more access to these songs, but you're not making the revenue you would, say, like, ad-based radio, right? He said, D. Snyder, gun control advocate, that uh, Daniel Eck of uh, Spotify, the CEO, should be taken out and shot. And I was wondering uh, if, Dan if D. Snyder thinks everybody that owns a gun is that crazy? Is he a gun control advocate because he can't trust himself with a gun, D. Snyder? That's what I'm wondering, because that seems kind of violent. Um, I don't know if Ted Nugent has ever said anything like this, and Ted Nugent loves, loves guns, and he loves saying stupid shit. D. Snyder just said uh, that the CEO of Spotify should be taken out and shot. <laughs> God damn. That's uh, that's a little brutal. That's a little brutal, D. Um, not quite in the holiday spirit, and this is, and I also know that you put out a few uh, subpar Christmas albums. All right, now this is, here's another fight. I don't know if anybody's uh, threatened to shoot anybody. I don't think Chick Fil A has threatened to shoot anybody. I know that uh, the uh, the people that run uh, Chick Fil A, Christian, um, and uh, all their stores are closed on Sunday. In fact, uh, they they have quite a few Chick Fil A's in the stadium down in Atlanta. And uh, even during Falcons games, they are closed. Now, if it's like a uh, SEC championship Saturday, yeah, that thing's open. Um, but they have them all over the place, including at New York rest stops. Um, and the state of New York, this new bill has been introduced. 
that would um, demand any restaurant that is in any of these places, any of these rest stop places that are, you know, contracted with the government, they have to remain open for sun on Sundays. And, you know, that's a big thing with Chick-fil-A being closed on Sundays. Um, and, you know, if I'm, if I'm Chick-fil-A, first of all, Florida, this is good for you because this could mean more Chick-fil-A's for you considering everybody's leaving New York to begin with. Um, that's the thing is it, it's gotten to the point in New York they're they're cash strapped. You know they they're they're hemorrhaging money, fiscally irresponsible. They've gotten to the point where now they're like, well, okay, we need more money. We got to shake down people. We got to make sure that they're doing this and that. Chick Fil A is only working six days a week. Uh, we need you to be open so we can get some of that revenue, some of that uh, that tax dollar. If I am Chick Fil A. I move out of those rest stops and I open up shop across the road down to another exit. I build my own thing. I mean, it's probably in the state of New York and you're probably going to get hammered with all sorts of uh, regulation. It's going to be costly, but you can make your own damn rules if you own your own place. I know a lot of people are saying, well, this is an infringement on, on religious freedom and everything. In a way, yes, but Chick-fil-A doesn't have to be in those rest stops. They can up and leave. And, you know, New York can put whatever they want in those rest stops. And if it proves to be that these restaurants, whatever they choose, do not generate the same revenue open seven days a week that, say, a Chick-fil-A does open six days a week, they're going to look kind of stupid. But nobody's going to call them out on that because you, know, you get what you vote for. But, I mean, it's gotten to the point where you're shaking down a chicken restaurant that's open six days a week for more money. Seriously. Uh, speaking of cash shakedowns, well, actually, I don't know. This could be a shakedown. Uh, it's a big breach of uh, personal information. Xfinity reveals back in October that uh, 36 million customers may have been involved in a hack that some of their user information, like their passwords and their usernames, have been exposed. And uh, they're saying, well, the best way to fight this is to, of course, reset everything. Although I would argue, you know, nothing makes things better than, like, lifetime of free cable and Internet. Sure, the company might go bankrupt, but, uh, you know, at least, uh, at least you get to watch HBO for free. Uh, probably not going to happen, but... Yeah, this is a company that's in the internet business, and they don't even know how to keep their shit safe. Okay, this is the ultimate shakedown. There's uh, this company that put out a sequel, an unofficial sequel, to Lord of the Rings through a publishing house back in 2022. And uh, they got upset that Amazon put out Rings of Power. Well, get in line. Everybody was. Uh, so they decided to sue Amazon and uh, the, the Tolkien estate. That lawsuit got thrown out. The Tolkien estate sued the uh, uh, the the people that wrote the unofficial sequel and won. And by the way, uh, the the people that lost had to pay the Tolkien estate's uh, lawyer costs alone, which is like north of one hundred thirty thousand dollars. So you thought you were going to clean up by making this Lord of the Rings sequel, and you end up paying the very family that benefits from the Lord of the Rings. That's awesome. 
I guess. Um, yeah, if we just got done talking last week about, or yeah, the last podcast about how like uh, Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse is now public domain, I think it would have to be another shit, probably another 30 years before Lord of the Rings gets in the public domain. But people are just itching at the bit, chomping at the bit. Went, still wanting to cash in on the story that will that, that came out in the fifties. Uh, it's timeless. It is uh, one of the greatest things ever written. By the way, uh, Powerball Mania. If uh, you're looking to never work again, six hundred twenty million dollars is the jackpot. Yeah, that that would be a nice thing to have. Six hundred twenty million dollars. Brought that up to my wife's attention. She says she doesn't want to start playing until it gets up to a billion. Yeah, you don't want to settle for little money, right? That's. that's <laughs> Well, you don't want to get in the habit of uh, uh, playing lottery all the damn time either. It's just, um, yeah, I actually saw the other week, like, uh, how getting lottery tickets, this was an article, giving lottery tickets as Christmas gifts to kids is a bad idea. Yeah. you know, that that's, that's what some people think. It, kids want to play with lottery tickets, not actually toys. This... This sounds like some half-ass Christmas shopping at Speedway. That's what that sounds like. All right. Uh, if you're going up to eat this holiday weekend or uh, here in the coming week or so, uh, God be with you if you suffer from menu anxiety. I didn't even know this was a thing. Uh, this was something I wanted to cover last podcast but didn't get to because it just ran out of time. Uh, study, and this is up on the Mike Davidson uh, Facebook page, 67% of all respondents to the survey suffers from menu anxiety while dining out in restaurant. Uh, Gen Z, ages 18 to 24 in the study, 86%. In fact, some of these young adults, 34%, feel so anxious that they end up asking other people at the table to speak uh, to the waiters on their behalf. I have a hard time believing that's true. Um, the, you know, the only thing I get anxious about is, A, paying for the bill. And B, uh, waiter or cook staff spitting in my food. The only, the only yeah, the, when I look at a menu, uh, I'm not really picky. I'll, I'll order whatever, and I'm not a very sociable guy to begin with. But I listen to my stomach, and if I can benefit from eating, I'm going to do what I can. These people would probably get anxiety trying to cook popcorn in a microwave or boil a cup of water on them. That's why we have uh, these lawsuits against companies that uh, claim their microwave, their macaroni can be done in about a minute and a half. When okay, well you still have to mix the ingredients. That doesn't count, and they try suing you. Um, there should be no anxiety telling somebody what you want, especially if you yourself are the one paying for the meal. And also paying for the gratuity. The anxiety should be on the wait staff, not you. Okay, uh, this is also up the Mike Davidson uh, Facebook page. You got got a few uh, stories here to wrap it up. Uh, this Kentucky groom. This this is a video from September outdoor wedding. This man and this woman getting married. They exchange vows, and when you write your vows, you have to speak from the the heart, right? Because you're making a commitment, uh, you know, you're making a commitment for a lifetime and you want to show the person that you are marrying that you love him or her so damn much. So damn much. This asshat told his wife, basically, I'm going to smack that ass 
any chance I get and starts laughing. And it's so awkward. And you hear somebody in the audience groan going, Oh, come on! Like, they know this is bad. This is half-assed. He's not even taking this moment seriously. And you know damn well this guy's going to cheat on her. You feel bad for the woman, but, you know, she's probably got a, a, a crisis of self-confidence anyway. And here this guy is, you know, he has a chance to show how much he loves her, and he says that to her. I'm not the most politically, politically correct guy, but uh, being an ass at your own wedding, not the time to do it. You know, the after meal, you know, the reception, the, the honeymoon, those are the times you piss off your wife. Not there. Okay. No thieves. No honor among thieves. Just, it's it's sad, really, this day and age. In Colorado, three gentlemen last weekend decided to go hold up a check-into-cash type of establishment. You know, a place where you can get, you know, advances on your money uh, when, when you blow it all on uh, lottery tickets. They go in, they rob the place, they come back out, and their getaway car is gone because they left it running with nobody in there. A thief, another thief, came by and stole the freaking car, which was probably already stolen. There's a lot of theft in this story. Um, but, but you know, it's a place, this place where you know, you a check cashing business, where people are anxious about money, and they will do anything to get money. So it's going to attract crime. My only th point here is, don't ever get to that point where you have to go to these places because you will find yourself in a situation you don't want to be in. You know what I mean? So, this, yeah, the, these guys who are just like, oh, we need money, we need money. Let's go steal this money from this place that you know takes money from other people that need money right away. And then somebody was probably with the same mindset takes their freaking car. And it's not their freaking car. Everybody gets what they deserve. And finally, uh... This woman in Georgia, I don't know if this is a clever theft or what. Uh, it's also a sad commentary about the workforce in America. Uh, not an employee at Waffle House, but she disguised herself as one, got behind the counter for a couple hours, quote-unquote worked, got access to the cash register, and uh, got the hell out of Dodge. Got some money for her efforts. Um, you know, and I said to myself, well, you know, this is pretty sad because here is a, you know, a, a staff behind the counter that doesn't know who each other are they don't know who's what so anybody can be a complete stranger be behind the counter walk away with money and nobody will know anything for a couple of hours but then i started thinking of some other incidents and i'm thinking why isn't there a waffle house reality show seriously this could be on there uh that one manager that caught something that was thrown at her you know, any barroom brawl. I mean, you could see a guest shot from Kid Rock. It would be one of the most entertaining things put on television. That was something that they could have done during the writers and actors strike. But no, no. We had to settle for uh, game shows out the ass. Well, with that all said and done, Merry Christmas once again. Talk to you after Monday. Until next time. Ho, 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 stay fresh. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash M Davidson Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.